did you hear that yeah. this meeting is being recorded? Yeah, that was that was new. I liked um, that. That startled me. Well, wanna... um, hi, hi. <laughs> this is Cityscape with the pink font, and I am it Paige. Is. And I'm Miranda, the co-host. And we just got startled by the Zoom lady saying, this meeting is being recorded right before we had to say hello. I mean, but we made it work. Oh, oh yeah, we totally made it work. Um, <laughs> probably the second most awkward uh, introduction to this podcast that we've had. But would it be this podcast if there wasn't an awkward introduction? True, Miss True. We would be nothing without our awkward introductions. So, um, speaking of introductions, uh, we are starting our great pilgrimage through season two of Sex in the City. Uh, it is can, true. It is true. We just got done with season one, and then we mm -hmm. took a little break and talked about Secretary. Yeah. And now we are back climbing the mountain. Yep. Welcome yep. back, faithful listeners. Welcome all eight of you. All eight of you that have yep. been biting their nails for the past three weeks being, did they, did they, did they break up? We didn't. We didn't. <laughs> no, she went, she went and climbed a mountain and I went to, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't, I don't remember what I did the last three weekends probably something stupid but but here we are here we are action all right so, well yeah go for it <laughs> season two episode one is called take me out to the ball game and it starts off approximately um, what's about a month after after big and carrie have broken up mm -hmm. carrie is in um a morning phase, which I totally understand. And um, she's talking about like the, the horror and the fear of running into an ex in, in a, in a city that you share. And um, Miranda and Charlotte come and, and take her out of her stupor and are like, we're going out where we're, we're getting out of the apartment today. Carrie goes, where, where are we going? And Miranda says, it's a surprise. Turns out that they're going to a Yankees game. Um, on their way to the game, they pick up Samantha, who is still dating the man with the tiny penis. Yay! I mean, is it a yay? <laughs> anyway. She suck it out for... She's, she is trying and dry. is so miserable. Anyway, so they go to the baseball game. They're sitting in like the nosebleeds because it's the only place Carrie can smoke and they catch a foul ball and uh, use that as a, an excuse to use Carrie's press pass, go to the, the locker room after the game and ask like the new hot shot Yankee player for his autograph. And then Carrie is like, oh, I'm going to ask this guy to the Dolce & Gabbana, like, opening show or party or whatever, some fashion thing. Something bougie that jo that jocks don't like to go to. Or, like, do like to go to, but for, like, 
the alcohol and food oh yeah and, and attractive people oh god bless me I'm so sorry anyway so they go to this party Carrie's like expecting to run into big but they do not and then at the end of the evening Carrie kisses the Yankee and they start like sort of casually dating um simultaneously Miranda is like getting really frustrated with the group because all the group seems to be able to talk about is like boyfriend problems and man problems. And she like storms off after brunch one day saying, you know, call me when you guys decide to talk about anything other than men, which seems pretty on brand. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and <laughs> let's see. So then we we get a, a montage of what everyone's going through. Um, Charlotte is dating this man who she has a problem with because he keeps like messing with his balls like at every <laughs> just his pants. He's adjusting himself like every other every other time. So she attempts to like subtly tell him that he is doing that by buying him a pair of nice underwear. And he's like, whoa, too fast, too fucking fast, and breaks up with her, which I just find fascinating. <laughs> Over that, I um, loved it. I loved it so much. <laughs> um, and then let's see what else happened. Um, Samantha attempts to coach her boyfriend in um, like really giving her an O, and giving her an orgasm and it's a total strikeout to follow the pun of the baseball game um and then Miranda is on a walk just clearing her head and runs into her ex-boyfriend Eric oh Eric <laughs> walking along the street with the woman he left Miranda for a couple years ago. And Miranda does what any grown sane person would do. And she hides until he is gone. (laughs) And then she runs down the street, like after he is long gone, like a crazy person. (laughs) And then, um, okay. So then Carrie finally, um, is out one evening with Joe, the, the Yankee, and they're at a bar and they're like flirting and have a nice, having a nice time. And she runs into big and it's like the best way to run into him because she looks great. She's with a hot Yankee player. Um, but you know, it kills her mm-hmm. and they interact and he does like the shoulder touch and leans in and tells her like she's never looked better. And then she can like hear her heart beating. And when she and Joe finally leave the bar and are like deciding what to do next, he leans in to kiss her and she starts crying and says, I'm sorry. Like, it's not you. I'm ready. Like, I'm not ready. I just, I need to go. And she like leaves him in the middle of the street. And then uses a payphone to call Miranda. And they meet up at their their special spot. And Miranda owns that she was kind of a jerk and was like, you know, I forgot how hard it is 
and it ends with two friends um, showing up for each other after a really hard day. Mm-hmm. There's the summary. So with that being said, I will say right off the bat, like I didn't actually take a whole lot of like note notes because I figured that I figured that we would really just. Oh my gosh. This. Yeah. Like I didn't take, like, I probably have maybe 12 like bullet points, but, but three of them are connected with a line because mm-hmm. I'm crazy with my bullet journal. Love that for um, you. Yeah. This one, this one was real. Yeah. Um, like I like, holy crap. This one came at, came for my throat after minute one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because you always look like shit or, um, or it's just, sometimes you just don't like, I don't, there are some dudes I'd straight up don't care if I see ever again in my entire fucking life. Um, um, there are some dudes that I've had to like put on hide on social media. Um, because I just don't, I don't want to see, I don't want to see what their life is without any sort of my subtle involvement. Um, and, I mean, I yeah. literally left, I literally left most of my social media because I was tired of like seeing my exes online. Like that's, that is a big part of like why I don't have Facebook or Instagram because like it just made me a person that I, I, I didn't like or recognize and it was really painful. So well, yeah, and like also like in 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 your mind's eye, like comparison is the thief of joy. And when you have this constant reminder of a visual reminder um, that periodically, like this, the ghost of this person's going to like show up in your visuals, mm-hmm. it just really it really fucks with you. Yeah, and- I'm also like an emotional masochist, so if given the tools, like I'll absolutely like inflict maximum amount of pain on myself. Um, or at least I, I used to be like that. I feel like I've, I've grown as a person. Yeah. I Um, feel like you've grown. I feel like you've grown out of that. I mean, there's still, I mean, I think everybody, everybody gets to quote to, for your magnificent quote that I've used in public multiple times, Sometimes when you get desperately curious, <laughs> it's, I mean, that's, I mean, that's, that's the subtle masochism, like coming back, but for God, sure. um, I just put the, I, putting them on hide is enough for me. Um, I, I love that discipline for you. <laughs> well, here's, yes, I, I, okay. I wouldn't say that it's like discipline. I have to keep on social media for work, like to, to be in the know of things that I have to be in the know for, but also like my, my relationships are, were not nearly as tumultuous as yours. Um, (laughs) That's like such a delicate way of putting it. Wow. 
I, I didn't mean to come at your, I, I was no, not coming for your neck. No, it, I didn't feel like you were coming for my neck. It's no, just like, I, that's the reality is that like, <laughs> it's the truth. Like, oh man. Yeah, no, I mean, I didn't feel like you were coming for me. I just, I wholeheartedly agree and would say that that was a really like politically kind way of, of describing like, of yeah, my, my my romantic endeavors over the last like seven years. <laughs> uh, oh, um, the mountains climbed. So, like, um, related to your notes, yeah, I took a note on the running into an ex when you look like shit, and I feel like I've it's been hit or miss for me. I either well at this point I just like don't give a fuck like. You know, we've just spent like a year in quarantine and shut down and not really seeing each other for anybody, seeing each other in person for yeah. the last year. And so to go from that to, you know, a random social setting where you run into a lot of people <laughs> at once, especially within like our, our community that is so small. So, yeah. so very small. <laughs> and I also took a note on the the line of emotional landmines in like the city that you share with that person. Mm-hmm. It's it like that. That is like hard enough without the threat of running into them, because all, especially when it's still so fresh. Uh-huh. Right. I mean, driving past like your favorite spot or a place where you had a really special moment together. All of that is so, so painful when the wound is raw. And I, I think, you know, it's like that for everyone. And, um, I wish there was a way to like speed up that healing process. Um, Oh yeah. Um, every time, I mean, I mean, there, I mean, like, you know, like I'm over, like I'm over, I'm over it. Like there's, there's even to this day, like, like I can't walk, uh, I can't like walk past like prospect in Virginia street without like seeing a ghost of myself. And even though like I am, I am over it. Like I know that that ghost story still lives in that, like, it's still it, it there, there. it's it lives in your soul like even if years later you still have just like that faint memory in your in your heart and in your stomach of like I, I don't know like walking through an apparition or someone's like walking yeah. over your grave I think that's like that's absolutely that's a real the, thing that's the best way to describe it because even even after years pass like that doesn't change that it occurred and there was energy there no like and you i i can't believe i'm going to bring this up no you can believe that i'm going to bring this up i'm I ready think the perfect theatrical representation of what that feeling is is throughout the entirety of the musical follies yes because uh-huh. those people aren't haunted by ghosts that are dead they are haunted by ghosts of who they once were mm-hmm. and and that's what that's what got me about this episode because like though it wasn't a ghost story they talked about that ghost story like and it is it's real 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 
And I think that that's like the danger, right. Of, Mm -hmm. of those, those ghosts that, that live and live in our memory is that it can really prevent us from living in the, in the present and then, Uh and, and looking towards the future. Uh I think, I think it's so, I mean, you know, all of us could just be like Miss Hava shamming it out and (laughs) (laughs) just forever in our wedding dress. Just forever in the wedding dress with with moldy cake. cake. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) Oh, that's a great expectation. Oh, pew. Um, Anyway, your note next. Um, okay, so you know how all through uh, all through season one, I've been wondering what the hell is Miranda? Miranda, the character, not Miranda, the co-host. I've been wondering what her origin story was and what we found it. We found it, and and it's almost like they waited, like the writers waited to be picked up for an extra season before they gave. Miranda room to breathe into why she is the way she is mm-hmm. um and ah, oh god another thing that was so real um when she's when Miranda comes in talking about like oh um yeah I I got over him real quick and Carrie's like I don't remember it that way yeah and like because <clears throat> you never remember you 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 remember it's all yeah because when it comes to traumatic events like heartbreak we're like fishes with two second memories and we don't remember how much it hurt the first time we're just really hungry for love (laughs) if that makes any sense I don't know I feel like even even with the hunger I feel for like finding my person and falling in love like especially as I've I've become like grown and as I've gotten older the the hurts when when they when the hurts happen like it is it's hard for me to forget those hurts and they Mm. they really they really impact the decisions I make um when I'm in the throes of trying to develop something new Mm -hmm. um (laughs) yeah I what I I in that scene where um, Carrie's sort of like inner monologue is discussing Miranda's heartbreak and she makes the comment of Miranda described him as the love of her life and they dated for two years and he left her for another woman and then she she never talks about it anymore and I think that that I think that that's like a really big big example of how you know, there are so many different ways to really navigate heartbreak, right? Some people want to talk about it over and over again um, until it feels like there are no words left, right? Until until your friends are sick of hearing about it and you don't really have anything new to say, but you still feel like I, I have to, I have to talk about this and I don't even, I don't know what else to say, but I know that there's like so much pain inside me that if I don't keep talking about it, I will explode. And I, I don't know what else to do. And then there are other people who are like, nope, done X, like not going to talk about it. That person is dead to me. 
It's it's a faint memory drifting I, off into the abyss. Yes, and I admire those people, but that also I will I would <clears throat> I would much rather deal with someone who is who who is who is looking through a cycle because like I have a theory about this is that like if you're unpacking you're unpacking you're still unpacking the same thing there's something that you haven't processed yet there's something that you haven't processed and that there's there's certain um there's a certain uh that that goes time can time and self-awareness could probably um mend that to the best of what is possible um i would rather like in my friend friends friends who are listening to this and also strangers don't be afraid to talk about that shit to your friends and don't and even even if you want to put it in a box and say he never existed the truth is they did exist and they hurt you, please talk about it. I mean, if you when want, if, or if, if you want, want. yeah, you want, I or mean, if you have a journal, um, nobody has, nobody has to know, but you, but like there, you, you got to get the thought out, the thoughts out in one yeah. way or the other. <laughs> Agreed. Even though I do, I do. I I wish I'm like a hybrid between Miranda the character and Carrie wanting to talk about it. Um because there's still shit that I'm I'm probably processing from like years and years ago like people I haven't seen in forever. Um but like I I I feel like for me not saying something when it's fresh um causes a lot more problems months later um when you're not particularly when i i have problems articulating anyways because there are so many thoughts going in my head that i can't really narrow down the words but in terms of like trauma and and in in heart pangs uh I don't really realize what I, why I feel the way that, that I do until like much later. So it's like a delayed response. And like, I find that my own delayed responses have caused me a lot more harm than good, but you deal girls and boys and and all of everyone, everybody deal with it how you will. Right. These are just For sure. two, two, two opinions. Um, <clears throat> can I move on to my next note? Or Absolutely. Did I, um, wearing furs at a baseball game <laughs> is a mood. That is an entire mood. I don't know why they decided that, but I was I was against it until I saw them all smoking and drinking beer in the cheap seats and. And then I was like, okay, I'll wear a fur coat at a Yankees game. I I thought it was pretty funny. Oh, it's it's hilarious. It's it was an amazing visual. Um, I my next note is actually like just after the ball game. Yes. Um, 
And I, I said, impulsive behavior to get over a bad breakup. Not that I would ever be able to relate to something like that. <laughs> I, would I, hate, I would hate to say this, but when she when she got got her autograph signed, when she got that ball signed, and then she she ran after like asking ask, asking him to that uh, to the fashion show party, I was just like. Would Miranda, the co-host, do that? Yes. Yes, I would absolutely yes. do something Yeah, and like I was that. thinking that. I was like, it's probably a flip of the coin of if she would. But no, she, she would. She would do that. And I admire you for it. Thank you. I appreciate that. I mean, <laughs> I even, honestly, it doesn't even really take, like, a bad breakup for me to just, like, do something impulsive. Like, <laughs> oh, it's a New York Yankee. Let's go for it. Yeah, you know, I just, like. One of my friends uh, last week, we were at a like friends and family show at the Melody Inn. And she was like, you know, Miranda, I was looking around and then I was looking at you and I was trying to assess who you might be like searching out. And who you that's would a probably, fun game. That's a like, fun game. Who who you were probably going to decide to lock in on and go after. And I was like, how do you know me so well? And uh, I did. I did. I did, in fact, find someone that I was like, hmm, that person is going to have my number by the end of this show. Sure enough. And did, did it happen? Uh, so here's the thing. What happened was. And I tweeted about it because I found it so funny and embarrassing for me. So this this person is like one of the most like attractive people I've seen like out in public in a while (laughs) like I immediately was like there's no way that this person is even single because like they're that attractive Uh um and luckily one of my friends was a mutual between me and this stranger and I was like look you gotta introduce me so got my in started chatting up and then at the end of the evening I was like hey you know I would love to give you my number if that's something you're interested in And this person was like, yeah, absolutely. Pulled out their phone and uh, went to the notes. And I, and that's what I noticed. They went to their notes and I was like, oh no, I am never going to hear from this person ever. Because frankly, I have, when, when someone gives me their number, I typically, typically go to my phone book or to the like telephone dial pad so that I can save it. No, he put it in his notes. (laughs) And I was like, oh, oh, I am am so embarrassed. And I'm never, ever going to hear from this person again. Uh, Quick update on that. I did hear from that person. And I've been talking to that person. Oh, good for you. Thanks. Good for you. Oh, my God. It ended up having a happy ending. I mean, it has, it's a, I don't know if it's an ending. (laughs) I think it's. It's just a, it's a mid range. It's for, okay. For the modern day fairy tale, having somebody be nice to you via text is, is what more could anyone ask for? Really? That's a low fucking romance. (laughs) A response. Hashtag romance. Oh my goodness. 
my Spotify just started randomly, and well, so exciting. I just got Duncan Sheik in my ear for a random, for oh, a random don't. three seconds. Yeah, don't I don't know. Love I, that. Don't, yeah. What? What? Um. Um. So, so go ahead. Go ahead. Um. I since we we're talking about dating a Yankee, um, I put down tell your Derek Jeter story page, and I just have. One Derek Jeter story for which Derek Jeter is not even involved. Okay. So when I was in college, the Yankees were in the World Series yet again. And me and my friend Scott and another friend of his were at some freaking dude's dorm watching the World Series. And Derek Jeter goes up the bat. And I say, I hate Derek Jeter. And they were like, why? And I just said without like any hesitation, well, I was in New York last summer and he went on a date and he dined and dashed and left me with an $800 bill. No, he did not. And (laughs) clearly that one was joking, right? Oh, okay. Okay, that's that's even the best. That's the best. (laughs) The fact that you believe what I said. I did for a moment. I really did. (laughs) I was like, look at if you Google me and then Google picture Derek Jeter. I am not Derek Jeter's type. Um, but uh, so I said that without any indicating that I was joking, and then two weeks later. My friend Scott introduces me to another friend of his, and which is like, oh, this is this is Paige. She actually dated Derek Jeter. No, stop it. And then I was just like, Scott, I was kidding. <laughs> and then he felt really betrayed, and his friend felt equally betrayed. And that is my I've never dated a New York Yankee story. <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> I might edit that story out. No, that was very silly. I liked it. Um, my next note, uh, it literally just says breakup rules. Because wouldn't that be nice if there were rules to help oh, yeah. us navigate any of this? And there aren't. I mean, like there are, I guess, certain like social etiquette things that folks try to do um, after a breakup. But I don't know. I feel like too, again, like things like social media really complicate what the rules are. Like you really, you can't, it's like insulting if you unfriend them or if you, so, and I understand like there are things like the hide button and mute and stuff like that. But frankly, like, I don't always think that those are effective tools. And I will say, um, Facebook and Instagram are now at a point where if you don't have like a profile on either of those platforms, you can't even see what, what else is happening. Like you have to have a profile in order to see anyone else on the platform. Or you have to have a friend who's really desperately curious. And, <laughs> and no, I'm recon. No, I mean, it's, it, it's, I will <laughs> Sorry. say, no, it, no, it's fine. I will say that I think it's, it's frankly better that way for someone like me. Um, because now like, obviously sometimes every once in a while, I'd be like, 
I wonder if I can see something. And I used to be able to. Now I, I now now I cannot at all, which is again probably for the best. Yeah. Um, but yes, all that to say that I I've definitely created like rules for myself when I've gone through a breakup with someone of like, all right, I'm not gonna do this. I'm gonna gonna do this to try and make sure that I I don't feel or think this and I'll get through it. The end. That was that was my next note. That I I I think um I was thinking about rules and then I lost it. I had a thought about those rules. Um you know what? I'm gonna wake up in a cold sweat at two o'clock in the morning and remember what I was gonna say. Because <laughs> what what else? What else would you um, need to uh, what else? Yeah. Um Oh man, when Miranda loses her shit at that diner. I had the um, same exact note. <laughs> yeah. Um, because I think I've been that I've unintentionally been that jerk friend who has said, Why are we still talking about him? He hurt her. Like, why are we still fascinated? But also I've also been the Charlotte who's been who who who's still fascinated in the fact that like this guy, I wonder what he thinks. I seriously wonder what he thinks at this very moment. And I've been on the carry end. Like I've been everybody at that table. <laughs> um, and all of the, and all of those are understand. Like I understand the curiosity. I understand like the, the, the schadenfreude where you just want him to suffer for hurting your friends. But then I've also been, been like the, the, this person's not worth our breath of even like talking about it. Right. Um, and I think, I think what it's so much, it's so much easier to be like that person. Not, I don't mean like that person, but I think it's so much easier to be the person who's like, nah, fuck that guy. I don't like, we don't need to be talking about this anymore. It's so much easier to be that person when it isn't your heartbreak Mm -hmm. because all you feel is the anger at the hurt your friend is experiencing like, I, I think that that's like, it really feel like what, what is fueling it is that like desire to protect and that desire to help that person move on. Like, I don't necessarily think it's like being a jerk. Like, I do think it, it comes from like, especially in the, the context of Miranda, the character's reaction, like that was specifically because a, she, like she and Carrie are best friends and her best friend has been heartbroken by this, this app, like from her perspective, an asshole who's not worth any breath or thought. And also like Miranda had a serious heartbreak that she clearly had never really processed and attempted to work through because she just shut it down and moved yeah. on. Like she just shut it. She's like, all right, pack it in. We're out. Yeah. And, and never really processed that. And so I think that that compounds upon like each other to, to result in like, why are we, why are we doing this? Mm-hmm. So that, that, I mean, I thought it, it's interesting how I view that reaction now than when, how I would have viewed it like a decade ago, mm-hmm. like a decade ago, I would have been like, yeah, that's really like what stopping such an asshole, Miranda, the character. Cause obviously I would never react yeah. that way. <laughs> 
I've reacted, yeah, like, oh my god, I've reacted that way probably more often than not. Um, but she, she, I mean, she does make up for it in the end, and actually, oh, I'm so excited to talk about that moment, that, by the way. Yeah, um, uh, basically, but but like, I started snapping my fingers like she's a beat poet when she was like, we're in seventh grade with bank accounts. Mm-hmm. And that's basically what that conversation was. And, and that sure, that would have gotten on my nerves too. But, um, uh, God, uh, that, that's all I had written down for that moment, for that moment. Yeah. Well, and I think that like with that moment, I think it's important to like, and from my perspective, it's like, well, we talk about that so much because it's a big part of our lives. And it's not that it, it's not that it dictates every single thing, but I do think that like, and I've said it before, but I do think that like the desire to just have a, like a partner in crime or someone to, to share things with and to like, I guess, okay. I'm also speaking from my perspective when I talk about like romantic partnerships, but like Mm -hmm. to feel, to feel seen, and, 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 and loved romantically, because obviously like, like you and I both have very, like, we have very rich friendships and, mm-hmm. and deep love, you know, not only for each other, but for other people in our lives, but it does feel different when it's someone who's like, is romantically invested in mm. you. And And I don't think that it's a bad thing. I don't think it makes people silly for like talking about a thing that's really important to them and, and feels like a missing component of, of what they want in their lives. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I think often we don't talk about the stuff that's like really going well because it's going well, like. It's just like, it's just like when, you know, people are more apt to leave a negative review than a good one. I think that that's the same with how our conversations go a lot of times. Cause we forget, we forget to talk about the successes. We forget to talk about all the awesome stuff because what's, what's at the forefront a lot of times is what we are still like hoping for or missing or what's hurting us. Mm-hmm. So, I mean that, I thought that that was a, a, um, an interesting reflection I guess yeah like that whole this this whole episode is full of truth bombs mm-hmm. um, oh show yeah um <laughs> so um me being the demisexual uh the um the sex coaching uh cracked me up but what really cracked me up was all of the Casey at the bat reference because I, I like old timey poetry and, <laughs> <laughs> and, um, that's all I have to say about, about the dude with the tiny, with, with the micro penis. Oh God. I just, it's, I just felt bad for her, for Samantha. Well, she, uh, that whole little montage. Yeah. Like, and she, I mean, like th- there was a there was a fighting chance when she brought out the vibrator, but he wasn't digging that. 
Yeah, which is like actually a somewhat common issue I hear with for hetero women that are involved uh, with with hetero men. Guys. Oh my god, guys, get over yourselves. Yeah. Well, you know, statistically, <laughs> statistically, it is true that hetero women are having the least amount of orgasms. <laughs> Which is so sad. I hate that for them. (laughs) Which means, guys, you gotta get over yourselves. Or, I don't know, just, like, pay attention to your fucking partner. pay attention to your partner and get over yourself. (laughs) I don't know. It's, you know, whatever. Um, I only have, like, four notes left. I have three, and you're probably gonna hit, you're probably gonna hit one of them before I do. So in, in terms of where we're at in the episode and where my next note comes in, um, it pretty much skips right to the bar scene where Carrie runs into big. Yes. And I, that moment when you see that, the, the ex for the first time after the breakup, it, it really like, or or whomever, like the person who has like totally destroyed you for the first time after that happens, like it, it just feels like tower of terror floor has dropped from underneath you, but like, it's not fun. Oh no. And there's no like 1930s theme to it. It's just like, you're and you don't know what the bottom is. Yeah. And like, and, and, or if you'll ever like touch it, like yeah and I like the the her face like I I just like I've made that face I have Mm -hmm. felt that feeling and it's that simultaneous like holy shit I like you're the last person I want to see but holy shit you are the only person I want to see and it's like I just I felt it so deeply in my heart (laughs) And, and it then, always happens when you're comfortable, when you are yeah. just comfortable, not, yeah, that was true. And she said, right when you stop thinking is when they appear. Yes. And that's what she says too. The minute I let myself forget him is the minute that man appeared. And it's like, fuck, like, ah, like, no, I, I and I totally relate to that. Like that has happened every, almost every single time. Like finally, like finally I, I like moved on and I'm done. Like, or I am at a place where I feel okay. And then I see you and it's. It's just, awful. yeah. Awful. yeah it's, it's and, it, it, and it mirrored it. What it, I thought it was interesting how it mirrored Miranda's moment when she saw Eric on the street. Mm-hmm. The difference was that like Eric didn't see Miranda. So Miranda got like that opportunity to decide like, am I going to face this or am I going to turn around and get away from it? And Miranda chose to hide. Mm-hmm. Miranda chose to like av- avoid that. And, and Carrie didn't get that opportunity. Like she saw big and then within minute, like within seconds. He approached. And he approached her. Yeah. Oh man, that, that hand on the shoulder bullshit. Like that was like, he knew that when he did that, like he knew that she, he was ruining her evening. 
like and and that whole bullshit being like oh yeah i'm a big fan of that yankee like it just oh my god it i it was it I, was such a weird flex such a weird flex well and it also like is all it's always what seems to happen uh-huh like it's it's always like this weird confusing flex of like I don't even know how to describe it it's just it blurs that line of like I know you t- still I know you still feel something mm-hmm. and if Maybe I do I- this if I do this that means you're, I mean it's uh, it's, yeah. it, like, it seeks to activate something inside of you and I and like I I really am starting to hate when people do that mm-hmm and and then I get frustrated with myself because like I'll allow that to happen. Like I'll allow that moment to happen just out of being desperately curious. And then it's yeah. And then the yep. only person that like ends up feeling some type of way about it is me. You know? It's so I feel. Yeah, and and what strange boredom is the other party, the ex thinking when they right. do shit like that it's just like are you do you really think that you're being nice because this is not nice this isn't pleasant for anyone are you having a good time are I'm you not having, uh, <laughs> i'm not having a good time next time that happens to you you should say are you having a good time because i'm not i mean i i bet luckily, that that would be great that would be great luckily, I, luckily you know what i don't think there's gonna be a next time so okay hopefully they're all busy (laughs) um hopefully they're all busy i think that should be the um i think that that should be the episode title yes hopefully they're all busy (laughs) um i'm writing that down I mean, shit. I know one of them will be soon. Boom. Um. Okay, leading into, and actually, we're all angered at Mr. Big. Yeah, everything. Um, My follow-up note was poor fucking Joe. Like, I know how confusing. Yeah, and he was he handled that really well and was very, just like, yeah, very he, graciously. He was real cool about it. He didn't like make her feel like well, he was just so confused. Yeah, like, he was that, that yeah, was the thing was, is that he was just like, I don't cuz no one communicates on this fucking show. She was trying though, but couldn't get the words out. It was it was really and he had to have known the show. Well, I, I don't know. It, that's the thing too, is that like, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think he knew. I think that like first for maybe if you're a little unassuming, like uh, the shoulder touch and like the lean in, like it's a loud bar, they're friends. It uh-huh. like, that could be fine. I think that like, once she said, well, that's the thing though, is that she didn't really say the suit guy was like my ex-boyfriend. She just said, 
that suit guy, I'm not ready. I'm sorry. It's not like, it's me. Like they're, they weren't complete thoughts. And I do understand like being in the throes of emotion and it being hard to fully articulate like the pain you're experiencing. And I don't know, I guess maybe like, well, no, I don't subscribe to the idea that we don't owe anybody anything. Uh I do think we owe people like the decency of honesty and respect Mm -hmm. and like just basic kindness. I do think we owe people that. Um, And at this rate or at this point, like she could have given him like just a, just a little bit more of an explanation. Oh yeah. I just got out of a relationship. I'm so sorry. I'm not ready. Like I need to go. That's all I'm saying. Cause that poor man was like, the fuck just happened. Yeah, I know. And yeah. And he like walked away. He's like, okay, I guess I'm going to bleaker street alone. Yeah. <laughs> to, to, to be dying, dying, uh, dying and dash with, uh, with Derek Jeter. <laughs> Ma'am. Ma'am. <laughs> Ma'am. Ma'am. That was not true. <laughs> uh let it be known that we did we there's actually been no like confirmation, no confirmation. of Derek Jeter dining and dashing. Please no, do not this, like please, please do not out. sue us please for libel. Please don't come at us. It was a joke that wasn't taken as a joke. And that within itself became another joke. Precisely. So Um, don't sue us. Please, please do not. Uh, I've got two notes left. How about you? Um, I got one note left. All right. What it Um, be? I say eating quietly and crying in a diner. I've (laughs) never done that before. I can't re- that never I can't, happened. I can't relate to that. You and I've never done that together. What? What? We never went to Peppy's. This never happened. We never went to Old Point Tavern. What are you talking about? Those places were just for happy feelings. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So yeah, that that was literally my last note was eating quietly and crying. Crying is real. Just eating, just not saying anything, just like so my two notes, my two notes are both related to that scene. The first, and they're both quotes. So the first one was when Miranda says, You just take all the time you need, okay? Um, because I think that that moment is so important between friends. Mm -hmm. Like at at the end of the day, and and this ties into like what Carrie ends the episode on, which is you'll never get through it without your friends. Um, Like I wholeheartedly agree with that. And I think that it was like, I cried. in that when I was watching that moment I like I got choked up when Miranda was like you just take all the time you need okay because like that that's such a simple way to affirm someone that you care about when they're hurting Mm -hmm. and and knowing that they have a safe place to land 
like a safe, soft space to land when everything else feels chaotic and painful. Like that's, it's so, it's invaluable. Like you can't, there's, there's, you can't oh, yeah, put a price on that. Like you can't. No. I, 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 I genuinely don't know what I would do without like the people that I have leaned on, like heavily leaned on in the last years through all of the heartache that I've, the, all of the ups and downs. Like, I don't, I don't know what I would do if I didn't have those people because mm-hmm. like it, to me, like it was life-saving. I guess no other way to put it. Yeah. So, well, yeah. Yeah. Um, we did it. We did it. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. It's apparently it's going to get deep real quick. Um, I mean. Yeah. So. Um, start of season two, everybody. Start of season two on a high note. All righty. Well, um, what, uh, what do I usually do? Oh, yeah. We usually tell them our email. Oh, yeah. Our email is cityscapepink at gmail. And if you've ever dated a New York Yankee or want to send a, <laughs> a not true story about dating a New York Yankee, you can email oh, that to us. Um, <laughs> that help us all. <laughs> God help us all. Oh, just or or just send us send us. Um, uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, hot we dog. enjoy hearing from oh, you. We enjoy. Yes, yes. I was like, what else could we send? Let this be a let this be an interactive podcast, if you will. Yes. Yeah. Not. I mean, yes. I guess or it's not. Up, it's up to the seven of you. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Fun. This is for you. I mean, really, it's for us. But. It's for us, but you, but but we want to get you involved, um, in some way. Um, so uh, yeah, uh, I'm at uh, Pageless Scott at Twitter and Instagram, and I am Miranda Narig at on Twitter and only Twitter because she's she's cool like that. No, mostly it's because none of my ex boyfriends. <laughs> Follow me on Twitter. I'm so glad you said that because I was going to say that. And I was just like, is that a dig? That's not a dig. That's not- no, it's What's- just the truth. I was just like, that's not out of bounds, is it? No. <laughs> no, they're just either not there or they don't follow me. Thank God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that's it. That's, that's goodbye. It. Yeah. Goodbye. Goodbye.